True story. So Tiger's walking by. I take his card, and I was like, good luck, Mr. Woods. Pat, pat. And that was like right. the highlight of my day. And Tiger flashed around at me, and he gave me like this look like, why the hell do you think you can touch me during a freaking tournament? Who the <laughs> hell do you think you are, you little pipsqueak? Welcome back to The Loop, presented by the original Kuvana Electronic Cigar. I'm Alex Myers. As always, I'm joined with Steve Hennessy, Christopher Powers. Guys, exciting times. We have a, a sponsor, as as you just heard. Very, very cool. Um, I wish they could have sponsored my Halloween night tonight. Uh, I hope everyone's <laughs> having a decent Halloween. We are recording. Cigars for everybody. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Kitty, cool. oh, kitties yeah. today would love probably, those. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I probably couldn't shouldn't give those out, but just... Uh, you know, maybe a little money. You're the cool dad. You're the cool dad on the show. That would be, wow, that would really be the cool dad, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, wild times. First of all, we are recording this on Halloween night, which is unusual, but uh, you guys are obviously flying out to the hot list, uh, which is going to be an, an interesting, hopefully fun week for you guys. Uh, but also, yeah, we just, we had to get it done tonight. So, um, anyway, we'll make I, it fun. We'll have yeah, a little we'll Kuvana, make it fun. Kuvana every night. Yeah. Uh, at the casino or staying at the Kuvana and a beer, you know, oh, Kuvana. Right. Absolutely. Wow. Staying at the casino. Doing, dangerous. Very hopefully dangerous. Getting to hit a few golf balls. Steve, you said you're going to play with, um, Doug Smith, who is our interview coming up in a bit broadcaster for espn plus golf channel he's got podcasts he's like he said he wears a bunch of different hats he never says no he's always hustling uh we had a great talk with doug and you guys are going to try to play this weekend as well so it sounds like you have a pretty good trip lined up cp and i are playing tomorrow when we land at desert mountain nice enough to host us so we're excited about that and uh, okay yeah we're gonna hit up the phoenix suns game one of the nights Dude, I am so jealous. You're going to see my freaking man, Chris Paul. Dude, we got like, I mean, I don't remember how good the seats are. You got good tickets? Yeah, like 30, 37 bucks Friday night, Trailblazers. It's are gonna you be, serious? It's going to be a movie. Dude, those are the two top teams in the yep. league. Five wow. and one. Wow. Very Great exciting. Early season matchup in yeah. the association. You love to see it. Uh, CP with a little CP3, not this CP. <laughs> Little uh, 10, 15, and zero last night. A nice little tidy effort from him with the uh, zero what? Zero assists. Turnovers. Turnovers. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, whatever I, of course, I'm throwing out the positives there. He, he tossed a nice little perfecto, although he did, he did miss a couple of shots, but he only took, <laughs> he only took seven shots and uh, 15 assists, zero turnovers. No big deal. Class vintage uh, CP3 performance as they they won again but that wow that's exciting you guys have it's a hell of a trip coming up um but yeah a little chaos here i know i talk about it every year but my block the police the police are still out there on my street right now at the end of the block yeah. the streets are two streets are shut down and the street that connects them um i, t- I just told you guys uh a record at least in terms of consumption i usually get about the same amount of candy but had nine huge bags from costco over 1,600 pieces of candy, and it was gone in just under three hours. Wow. New wow. record. Uh, my Ju- Julia, my four-and-a-half-year-old, stayed out with me for two hours till the end. She was amazing. She just kept saying, take one, please, take one, please. She was like <laughs> my enforcer. And yeah, this is with kids taking one piece of candy wow. and go through 1,600. I mean, you can't even imagine. It's a swarm. 
So it was great to have my daughter out there enforcing the rules because when I say it, I sound like such a dick, but yeah. I don't sound like the cool dad. If a, if a four-year-old um, says it, you all exactly. Right, you they all kind of like laugh and they're like, all right. And then they just like, <laughs> listen to her. And she's like complimenting, you know, kids on their costumes and stuff. Nice. She, she complimented this one guy, this boy who was wearing a crown. She's like, oh, nice crown. And he just doesn't say anything. And she goes, you must be the king. And it was like, she, was, she thought she was like talking to like a little kid. It was so funny. So, uh, but chaos here, I, I was able to put a couple away, you know, obviously. Uh, wow. I wanted to get your thoughts. Best Halloween candy. Uh, that's our ranking this week. I, I'll kick it off here. These are two of my favorites for sure. I'm, I, I don't like nuts. Um, so I love the plain, so I love plain Hershey's. I love plain M&Ms. I love Milky Ways. I love Kit Kats. Yep. And then I do love Starburst Skittles. So that I probably yes. need six there, but that's, that's my top five. What about you guys? I know you're probably like big Reese's guys. And, and... No, I'm, I'm all fruit, fruity guy. I love Starburst oh, you're all fruity. Skittles. Okay. Give me all the, I mix it up. I mix it all up. the cavities. I want my mouth to be yeah. in complete shambles when I'm, when I'm done. Sour Patch Kids, <laughs> Sour Skittles, yep. all that. I can mm. chocolate's like last resort for me. I'm I'm a, Are you I'm a wow pretty candy guy. Well, interestingly enough, I usually get half bags of chocolate, half bags of fruity mix from Costco. The bags of chocolate this year were like eighteen fifty a pop. The fruity mix was like fifteen a pop. So I only bought one bag of chocolate. Sleeping I said, on I it. That. I mean, it's crazy how much this shit costs. So. Uh, I ended up just getting a lot of fruity stuff. I love, don't get me wrong. I love a lot of the fruity stuff too, but I, overall I'm probably more of a chocolate guy. Stevie, what, what, what's your take? Yeah. I, I'm not the biggest snack guy, which is also a weird take. I just like, you know, you're lucky man. Eat big dinners, big just a full meal, man. Yeah. yeah never hungry. Meal, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, we went around with my daughter's 15 months old. So like, yeah, but this I is could- like your first real time then. Yeah, because last yeah. year we dressed her up. She fell asleep, and right. like we had right. the family over, and it was like, oh, well, this is nothing. Um, right. And you know, she was funny. She just walked around. She didn't get it at all, really. But she went up to a couple houses, and people compliment complimented her. She was uh, <laughs> Jesse from Toy Story. But yeah, oh, obviously, I was eating all the candy. Like anytime we went up to a door, and they were like, oh, what do you want? Like, yeah, well, this is for dad. You know, Tegan's not eating anything so given the option i think kit kat is the goat that's my favorite yes yes big kit kat guy we all agree okay good now i'm reese's i like was never a peanut butter guy but Mm. reese's is very good also peanut butter m&ms so right in the same class okay um also been a big milky way guy my whole life yes although three musketeers are i don't know and it's very underrated yeah, I've I, I love I love underrated. the Musketeers. I just like the Milky Way better because you got you got the three Musketeers plus the caramel. Yeah, there's yeah. a little more caramel, right? Yeah, uh, more. My wife actually found the um, we were giving them out. They're mini um, the cookies and cream Hershey's, which are the goat to me. Oh my oh. god, they're the goat. See, they're the we goat. Agree on that. And my 100%. daughter discovered those today, <laughs> and she I didn't think she was gonna like them. She loved them. She ate all the best. Of them. So I don't have any, unfortunately. Wow. <laughs> CP, so save, bring one on the flight, and I got a million. We had God, nobody. I mean, so if we had, if we had, we had five, five groups of kids, that was that was it. Yeah, I left. And a, if somebody comes now, they're getting the whole bowl. So I left the bowl outside, it, untouched. So untouched. That's I'm about to go grab one. New Jersey. Someone would just, I guess, I don't know. 
Yeah. Uh, Swedish sweet. fish oh. is my, my fifth. Well, Swedish, Swedish fish. fish. Very good. The goat. Um, that's so funny about the cookies and cream. Julie was calling them Oreo bar. That's kind of what they are. Yeah. I just t- tucked her in and she was like, can I have more of those bars? <laughs> and I'm like, ah, you know, she's like, can we buy them? I like them. I was like, all right, well, you know, maybe on a special occasion. Or yeah. Something. Now she's like hooked. So those are, amazing. those always were special occasion for me. Cause I felt like yes. growing up, you could only find them like, at like a yeah. random gas station or something yeah, and now they're definitely. like popping up everywhere so um, right they used to not make them in like the yeah. candy size they would, it would just be like a full bar in a random place i totally I globalization totally really coming in clutch for cp there anyway let's talk some golf here um yeah there you go it's a good intro yeah right, do it again uh, i just interrupted you. halloween and and this yeah i mean i you know i don't know how much we want to talk obviously we're, we're going to get into the Bermuda Championship a bit with Doug Smith, who was who was caddying there, which was kind of crazy. Um, and obviously Seamus Power, big win for him. His second win, Ben Griffin was a big story. Obviously a former mortgage loan officer, which which is pretty cool. He had the fifty four lead. He unfortunately gagged it away there a bit, but still great great finish for him. Um, and then, but then I, I think I hate to say it, but I think the live thing might be a little more interesting just because um, it was the team aspect. Um, they had you know, some individual matches going on while there was alternate chat going on. I thought that was actually kind of cool. Yeah. Four aces won again. They win every time. Juggernaut. <clears throat> you know, dynasty in the making. Uh, Pat Perez apparently actually shot under par. Yeah. yeah. And like they needed him and he came. And through. what was it? Two under. Yeah. Yeah. Something like shot. that. Yeah. yeah. But like his score counted. And I think, okay. if he, you know, if he had shot like a 80, they wouldn't have won or something. Mm-hmm. So, I guess he'll get four million of that sixteen million. Uh, it's pretty crazy. At least, right? Yeah. Well, well yeah, sixteen million. Right. They split it four, but like I think the ca- it's at the captain's discretion, like mm. who to give it to. But <laughs> I'm sure DJ is not going to be like DJ made thirty five million dollars this year. I don't think yeah. he's going to be like plus the signing like, bonus. So plus he the signing bonus may have netted like closer, or not netted, but almost two hundred million this year. Insane. Crazy. How many boats can one man own? We're gonna, we're gonna find out. <laughs> Crazy. And then he almost took his eye out with the champagne cork. Yeah. Uh, the video went viral. I mean, what a wild scene. Um, Crazy. Crazy. Uh, so yeah, I don't know, guys. I mean, you know, obviously we we we've, we've talked about live. Um, the first season's over. It ended with the team thing, which again they're trying to be different. Um, I just what I did see, which would be troubling for Liv, is that the the viewership numbers um, actually declined with each domestic. We're not counting yeah. the Middle East ones. The Middle East ones, like nobody watched. Right. But then the you know it started in um, Portland and it just got like lower and lower to I think this week it was like thirty thousand average watchers or something. Which and is how many of those are, are Liv bots? just watching so right exactly so yeah i think me, you're yeah good. that's no that's that would be where I, if i'm a live person i'd be a little troubled by it but on the other hand you have dj and cam smith playing great golf you have the team stuff you do have some positives there going forward and who knows steve and chris i mean they they you know there's still rumors out there of them inking more big names uh before 2023 yeah, I would be surprised if they don't get a few more big names before next year. Same. 
they'll, they'll be working on that before it sounds like February will be the start. But Friday they had Cam Smith versus Phil Mickelson. And honestly, I was pretty invested in it. I watched a lot of it. Um, okay. I didn't watch too much of live this year, but yeah, like you said, Myers, the fact that they had alternate shot stuff going on at the same time, like, you know, some of the golf wasn't too interesting, like Wade Ormsby playing, you know, Cam Tringali, like, right. you know, no one really cares about that. But Cam Smith versus Phil, I thought was compelling. Phil actually played pretty well. I thought he hmm. deployed a little gamesmanship. That was very obvious. All the announcers were talking about that, too. He took forever over every shot. But that part was interesting. Yeah, I think they're always going to be up against it, just like golf in general in the fall, like, you know, to compete against football, like Saturday, Sunday, um, you know, if you looked at some of the other viewership numbers for PGA tour, I bet they wouldn't be too hot either. Um, it just happens to be on YouTube and that number happens to be there. So we get to see it. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, it's about getting a TV deal. We'll see if they get that done. Um, and yeah, and what happens like with the majors too, that's obviously the huge thing yeah. going into next year. No one knows um, what's going to happen there. It sounds like the Open will announce it um, maybe January or February. So a lot of question marks going into next year. But, you know, hey, this just started up six months ago. The The crazy thing is that like at the Masters, Myers, when we were there, like it was not really a thing yet. No. And then think about where we are now. Like. It's- I agree. It's happened so quickly and come together Mm -hmm. really quickly. It's tough to remember that when we're like in this space and every day is like, yeah. (laughs) So, um, no, I, the fact that you're talking about like cam Smith taking on Phil and we're talking about DJ. And I think DJ was against cam the last day and like Capco one last week, Capco. And then you still have Bryson Bryson, still coming back, I guess from injury or whatever. He hasn't been particularly sharp or anything, but like, they have some big names. I mean, yeah. they're, they're going to have Bubba next year. He was hurt this year. Um, they have. Oh, did to- you see what he did? Yes. <laughs> that was tough. That was a tough That's one tough. for Bubba. Yeah. Yeah. Steve said Steve had everything. I mean, bad timing by them to have their, you know, inaugural season end, you know, during week eight of the NFL. Right. But uh, yeah. yeah, peak golf season um, with on a, on a channel that the, older demographic can just turn their TV on. I mean, we definitely underestimate, um, obviously golf's demographic is runs a little older. I know Liv wants to go younger, but, um, they need a channel that the old guys can just turn on and and hit channel five or something because, um, knowing my dad and I'm sure he's a lot like a lot of dads, you know, if they can't get it within five seconds, forget um, about it. The remote might go through the wall, or you know, oh, I, I need to log into this now. So it's yeah. tough. It's going to be tough to 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 get those people on YouTube. So if they get on Fox someday, like it's been rumored, I mean, we, we might be having a very different um, discussion in, in a year or two. Yeah, I agree. I mean, just I'll say, I mean, just the Amazon stuff with the football is oh, yeah. tough for me so to get annoying. get into. Yeah. It's so annoying. When they and you can't like Apple you can't TV change the channel like exactly. I mean no commercial yep. and then especially if it's you know you got the Yankees on Apple TV right. the football game on Amazon and then you got something else on regular ESPN or not or you know TNT or something I mean like it, it's it's tough man it's just not a great it's not a great user experience so you end up kind of going with what's easiest almost 
Um, but yeah, you're right. Up against NFL, not ideal. And again, it's not like I was glued to the Bermuda Championship either. I mean, I, we all think the the tour has too many events as well. So, um, so they did, you know. But they, they, yeah, look, Live is a lot stronger than any of us thought it was going to be. Totally, and you know, way stronger. What what we've written, you know, Joel wrote this like. Saudis don't like to lose at anything. And <laughs> the fact that there's like some negative publicity and like people are questioning them, like that just makes them double down more. So it'll be interesting to see where we are next year. Like, you know, the, the head guy said, I'm just going to create my own majors in that New Yorker article. Right. Well, you know, if you have all the money in the world, you could probably do something close. I don't know. I, I don't know what, you, like how you do that in within the golf space but when there's a lot of money you can make a lot of things happen they can't yep. rent out augusta national like allegedly they wanted <laughs> right. to do. but if they get a venue like you know one of these top great venues in the world and yeah. you know and these players are playing for tens of millions of dollars it's going to be tough for them to say no as as we've seen already the last seven months yeah, I did kind of love the idea. I don't know where I, I heard this or if it was just like someone replying to something on Twitter, but um, or if it was a real idea, but like the idea of every team like building their own home course, like sounds kind of mm. cool to me. If that I had not heard that. Yeah, yeah it might have been the Twitter egg saying it, but I, I think it was a real <laughs> idea. I mean, obviously, that's a very large undertaking, but like Steve said, there's a ton of money and you know, you, you build a course to your team's strengths, that that would be, that's a pretty mm. cool concept. I, yeah. I know, you know, nobody wants to hear any more pro live takes, but um, that, right. that could be a very cool concept to me. So then, I mean, would, would then they, would they be doing just one team versus yeah, I don't know. matchups or is it like one, you know, like a college situation, a college team gets to host a tournament. Right. Yeah. course with like Rotating. 10 teams or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but that, that is interesting. No, I mean, there's definitely some interesting aspects to it. Like we said, the mixed kind of format going on at the same time. That'd be cool. Yeah. There's definitely like strategy there where it's like, who are your singles guys versus who are your alternate shot? Mm -hmm. Having a home course definitely would be cool. Um, you know, and again, we've made, we've mocked some of these guys, you know, Taylor Gooch, this is like a Ryder Cup. Obviously it's not like that. But when you are playing for a team and these guys now are, you know, on a team traveling together, whatever, they're definitely, there's a bond there, at least on like the team. I think the teams seem like they change every week, except for the right. four aces, but you know, you have those guys on the four aces, you know, they, they like each other and they, it's fun to play. I mean, think about when we, you know, you just pair up with people that, you know, friends and you're playing a, a you know, a, ma a single match, you get into it. So mm -hmm. there's definitely, there's definitely something to it. I will, I will give them that. Um, speaking of Saudis, and this is a little segue I wanted to mention. Um, I just saw a headline about a big Saudi investment as part of the, the Twitter takeover by Elon Musk. I'm not getting to that, but that leads me to the news last night, CP, the blue check marks. <laughs> you might, we might have a level playing field. I, guess. I, hate, to I, I mean, hate to see it. I, I, mean, I really hate to see it. As, as people don't know, uh, <laughs> Chris, for some reason, is not a verified account on Twitter. He does not have the uh, coveted blue check mark. He he like came to the Golf Digest right after we company wide got it. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's what happened, right? Yeah, and, back when I had like 800 followers and now right. I'm closing it on 5Gs. No big deal. Well, first no of all, you deal. had 800 followers like this year, but now you're killing it. So <laughs> kudos. I mean, a couple of vids, and here we you went, go to the moon. We got on like a, we made a big deal when you hit a thousand, and now you're. That was a while ago. <laughs> all right, you, you uh, yeah, at least a year ago. It was last year. Yeah, a thousand. Okay. Come on. Yeah. No. That was when I unfollowed him. He hit a thousand for a second, and then I unfollowed. <laughs> I, I do remember that he was ready to get balloons for him. So I man. really thought it might have been earlier this year. I, th- I mean. I mean, you've, you've had a great run this year is what I'm trying to give you credit for. But True. Anyway, <laughs> you don't have the mark, but now all of us might not have it because yeah. supposedly they're going to charge $20 a month. I mean, look, if, if Golf Digest wants to pay for it, I'll do it. I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't even consider that. I mean, what what are you getting out of that? I don't care if people think I'm there. I mean, like... Jack squat. It's crazy. It gets... I mean, I guess it helps you when people see something and they're like, oh, this guy's verified. But like, first of all, <laughs> not paying for it. Second of all, if anybody can just buy it, then it doesn't even mean anything. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah. But it might be, again, we might all not have blue check marks like you, CP. That, that'd be amazing. Level playing. Welcome party. to the club. Yeah. Welcome back. The mystery, mysterious club. <laughs> yeah, the egg club. Farm to table. <laughs> Farm to table. Organic ripping. <laughs> Um, I will say I will I would pay for Twitter though because I'm I am I I, I don't I have debated that same thing in my brain I think I would yeah. I mean I would pay I, for when it. I go on Instagram I'm on it for about ten seconds until I'm Dude, like I, this, exact, this shit sucks the exact same thing I'd rather read shitty takes from from uh, from everybody from eggs and 140 I, characters. takes highlights yep. games. Right. like if I see someone like talk about something. You know, some like I get a text judge or something. I literally go to Twitter and I just yeah. search judge and I see the home run. Like mm-hmm. it's a newspaper. It's a newspaper. It's how I, I all my news. When Osama was killed in college, that's how Twitter? I found out. Like there you go. A, I'm sure I found out. Dude, I'm embarrassed by like links my friends will send out to stuff. And I'd be I I want to be like, I saw that two days ago. Oh, I'm the same. I'm. I just don't even say anything because I don't want to be right. a douche. But I don't like, want to be exactly. But dude, this is like week old news now. Right. Exactly. So I, I I do love Twitter and I hope it remains free at least. Um, but I would pay for. I'll it. challenge. I'll. I'll. I'll we'll see if Sam's listening. He did that to me a couple of weeks ago with some video. I was like, Yeah, I saw that like seven days ago. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I forget what it was. He put it in the main That's thing. Right. Yeah, I forget what it was. I mean, probably yeah. probably happened multiple times. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> um, all right, we mentioned Bermuda slightly. We're not going to get into it. We're going to get into our convo with Doug Smith, ESPN Plus, Golf Channel, etc. He's also Stevie's friend. Golf I didn't realize course course raider. Course raider. I, I, somehow I've never crossed paths with this guy, even though he's crossed paths with all these other people that I know and who obviously including Steve. Uh, but anyway, terrific guy, terrific conversation with Doug Smith. We're, we're big fans. Please have a listen to our chat with Doug Smith. I'm very excited uh, for our guest on today's pod. I've been waiting a while to have my buddy Dougie Smith on our show. Uh, Doug is one of the announcers on ESPN plus in his third year of doing so for the PJ tour. He's also a former division one golfer and he just caddied last week in the Bermuda for his guy Willie Mack so we want to talk about how that all went first of all Dougie thank you so much for joining the loop podcast hey I appreciate it you know I um 
you know, having a couple podcasts of my own, I understand how it works. Like, you know, trying to get guests on and track people down. It's like wrangling cats. So I'm glad I can, <laughs> yeah. you know, just jump in here with you, Stevie, and, and hold it down. Exactly. We appreciate it. It is perfect. like wrangling cats. It's tough sometimes. It sure. is. But it's perfect timing after Bermuda. Yeah. Uh, I should have mentioned Doug has a podcast of his own, Beyond the Fairway, with Will Lowry. So check that out, too. But, yeah, let's get into last week, Dougie. So set it up. I mean, Willie gets into the Bermuda, and you're looping for him. And, you know, I was tracking you guys very close to making the cut, it looked like, mm-hmm. on his final nine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. how well, did it all go? I mean, you got to preface the whole week. I mean, let's take a look back at the last three weeks for Willie Mack. I mean, he's been on an absolute whirlwind. He goes mm-hmm. out to Bermuda, plays in the APGA Butterfield Championship, wins in a playoff, uh, then gets an exemption into the Butterfield, had no idea that he was going to be playing the PGA Tour event, leaves Bermuda, huh. goes and plays uh, the you know Corn Ferry second stage right. of qualifying school there, Plantation Preserve, uh, down just outside of Fort Lauderdale. Gets in. It's through, right? Let's talk about that, riding high. And then – so tournament bermuda 28 or 21 square miles right leaves comes back to bermuda after like just being on a high of qualifying for core ferry final stage and to be honest i you know it was it was a week where we felt like we were playing with house money you know um right it was kind of like we made the cut we missed the cut it doesn't really matter i mean that sounds really weird to say out loud but it was kind of those things like we got a free run here so let's you know mm-hmm. let's let's play some good golf and let's try to see some things that you know will carry over because look next week is that's that's where that's where it matters that's where you know his life is going to change he finishes inside top 40 gets in that first shuffle and you know willie mack we're going to try to you know be a three-time automatic qualifier pj tour for the next season so um when you look at all those things like like i said he was playing with house money so we go in there we played well shot four the first day yep. and then the, you know we had we had the good draw I'd say we went uh, late early. That was what you wanted to be mm-hmm. that week. Uh, we played with no win on Thursday, zero wow. win. It was mm-hmm. it was eerie. Like it's like you're looking at this like fluorescent water and no win. It's like this doesn't match at all. Right. Um. And then we get off to a start. You know we you know, and that's the thing. I think golf people put so much like stuff onto making and missing the cut. Look, every player is going to miss a couple cuts. Every player is going to make a couple cuts. You know, for Willie. You know, this is only his fifth event that he's played in on the PGA Tour. So he's still trying to get his feet wet, understand how to travel, understand how to play. Inside the ropes, he's solid. It's the things that you got to do to travel, the rest, all those things outside the course. Right. Those are where I think players need to kind of you, – you have to learn how to do that. And I think, you know, once Willie plays a couple of events on Corn Ferry, uh, it's going to be it's gonna be special, man. He's going he's gonna to be somebody to look out to for this year. Yeah. Dude, you mentioned – the lack of wind, and obviously that was the case because the scores were so crazy. I mean, crazy. the cut ended up being six under, um, which I think was one off a, a record. Uh, yeah. um, what d- does anything change for Willie? Or I mean, obviously you're you're helping him out there. Does anything change when you see those scores and you think this is not a typical week? I mean, we really got to go low here. I mean, you, we, going into the week, I mean, you look at last year's scores. You know, even made the cut. You know, right. but they had 30 yeah. mile an hour winds and rained. Uh, we were all kind of looking for the wind. And right. It had rained overnight. So the course was extremely soft. So guys could, <laughs> it was open season on yeah. some of those whole locations. The greens were really good. Um, you know, despite what they may have looked like on TV, I know there's some browning on TV. They look fantastic. You know, the surfaces were perfect. And um, it, it, we knew we had to get, we, had, we knew we had to go low. Right. Uh, and the leaderboard was so bunched and the where the scoreboards were on the course. Look, it's Bermuda. They had to float all that stuff over there. Right. So there wasn't like a scoreboard every hole. There were a couple of boards 
think there was one on four, and I can't recall. There's one on 18 that you can kind of see when you walk off nine, uh, going into the back nine. But there wasn't a lot of boards that you could see. But we knew uh, once we made the turn, I think we were at four. We turned mm -hmm. at four. We birdied one, get to five. Right. He made a bomb. He made like a 60-footer downhill. Like, it oh was stupid. God. It was a dumb birdie that he made. I mean, it surprised everybody. Everybody was like, the hell? How the hell did he make that? <laughs> and uh so we get to the par five no i'm sorry we got to we got back to four on on one get to the par five two which is our 11th hole he makes birdie again so now we're back to five right and so now we start looking at each other and he's like if i get to seven i'm cool mm -hmm. and it's crazy to think like that you go through and look at all these like you know leaderboards right. from past events you know you get to like two two three you're usually threes you lock most events on the pga tour mm -hmm. you know we're sitting at five like we got to get to seven and I think that was um, that's when, you know, you got to make some some more aggressive decisions than I think that you're used to making. And, you you know, um, I mean, we, we had it going. I think we hit a miss on seven, uh, hit in a bunker and then try to kind of force something. And then, you know, that's just what happens, because, again, we were sitting at five. Good news is he makes birdie on five and you still got eight, and nine. Odds are we shoot six and, or five and we still missed the cut. So right. as well as weeks, we saw right. a lot of good stuff. So I'm not you know, he's he's in a good place. Yeah, seems like an, an exciting schedule coming up, but I want to hear some of the other highlights of the week. Um, you know, you're you're someone who's used to being inside the ropes and, you know, calling the action for ESPN Plus. But was there any cool stuff you got to do because you're a caddy, like whether it's stuff the PGA Tour does for caddies, that kind of thing? You know what? I try to stay out the way. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm so used to like mm -hmm. having a mic and a headset and a pack and trying to, you know, <laughs> eavesdrop on conversations like, oh, he's hitting six iron here or right. change driver this week. And, you know, honestly, man, I just I just try to like pay attention to like my job. Like you know, caddying is way more than carrying a bag. You know, you're yeah. you're you're a comedian. You're a, a, a therapist. You're the punching bag. You're so many <laughs> things that and it all can happen in the same three damn steps. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I was just trying to really stay out of the way, but I, I found it interesting because you guys know as writers and you get into this industry and, and you're on TV or whatever, they call you talent, right? Which I can't stand the expression, but that's kind of how they, they do talent. you. Like, so I remember your talent. We're not, we're, talent. we're walking to the first round or, or we just arrived first day. And um, one of the camera guys I'd, I'd worked with with golf channel, like I walked past him. I'm like, what's up, man. We'll keep him nameless right now. And uh, he looked at me, he goes, Doug, what the fuck are you doing here? And I was like, <laughs> I'm caddying. He's like, you're ca caddying? Like, what are you, you know, talent doesn't caddy. You're supposed to be powdering your nose right now. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I was like, the homie's in the field. I got this bag, man. We're going to get it together. Like, it, I just found that to be really interesting because a lot of people like, I guess I'm, I won't say I'm too good to be a caddy, but I guess this like perception in the industry is like on air talent doesn't Perfect, caddy. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Shane Bacon would caddy for somebody out on tour. Yeah, like, sure, you know what I'm saying? I'm, like, I'm so laughing though, Dam picturing like Damon Brandle, Hatt, maybe not. Yeah, Brandon <laughs> Chamblee caddying for somebody. I'm laughing at that. Yeah, oh, well, he's a get fired after the second hole. He get he get fired so quick. <laughs> uh, but we and we had a good pairing too. I think uh, a lot goes into you know playing well, like you know, especially when you're new in your in your tour experience. Um, you know, we have Vincent Norman and uh, Joseph Bramble. And, nice. uh, you know, that's a good, it's a comfortable pairing. You know, Willie's played a lot of golf with Joseph mm -hmm. APGA events back in the day before Joseph got hurt. So there's a lot of good, a lot of good mojo 
you know, there in, in the group and, and Vincent played, you know, he played some good golf and Joseph, unfortunately, he double crossed the cut on, on his seven or 36th hole and missed the cut by one. Now, oh, yeah, he was sitting at six on, on 36th hole and MC hammered it. Man, Vincent Norman's good player though. He, uh, he's solid. He's yeah. solid. You know, what's funny about his game, in my opinion, and I'm not being critical is he's, a, he's such a high spin player. So when he actually misses it, it really doesn't go too far offline. And okay. I think that's one of the understated uh, things, especially with today's technology, not to get on some gear talk, but, you know, trying to find, you can't, you have to have as much spin to start. You can't get it back. So when it comes, you know, the balls that he's playing, the clubs that he's playing, he plays in the high spin register. And it, it was awesome to see, you know, that, you know, he, he he's missing balls 20 feet. Like, it's like, okay, all right. You know, another Trey Jones product out of Florida State. So I that like helps. the guy. There's too many Seminoles on the tour right now. <laughs> yeah, we got to work on that. <laughs> so, Doug, what, tell us about your uh, your journey, obviously, from D1 golf to, to the golf industry and everything else. And what what uh, has it, you know, are you could you have imagined being where you are now back then? Or, or is it something that you didn't didn't see coming? Hell no. I didn't see none of this coming. Like, uh, <laughs> You know, my background is educational fundraising. Like I'm a 10-year fundraiser. You know, I used to work at Ohio State, Kane University, was fundraiser at Florida Anime University. And oh, wow. you know, I'm a guy that that started raising money. And then I was like, well, hold up. I still want to play my damn self. And now I know how to raise some money. So I'm gonna quit, raise me right. some money, and then I'm gonna go play. And you know, I'm I'm weird. I, I I was fundraiser for like I said, almost 10 years, and then I turned pro and uh, you know, played Latin and failed miserably i'm a 70 shooter like let's just be honest shootout course 70 hardest course in the world 70 70. you do that you're not gonna be very memorable and uh when i learned that i didn't have 62 in the bag you know you got to roll out and you know i found my way to uh to true spec and worked in club fitting and then i ran a mobile program fitting program they moved us out here to to phoenix and then uh my wife's a producer so she's her expertise in life is podcasting so she forced me to do a podcast with cheyenne woods and we got out here who's literally the only person i knew in phoenix and uh you guys have talked to her on the pod before stevie yeah. and uh and then you know as as random as it sounds i just answered the phone man like i'm a <laughs> after the first, after we did birdies not bs you know the phone rang a couple of times and luckily i was next to it and was like yo huh what yes absolutely i don't think i've said no in a long time yeah <laughs> well you answered the phone today and you did well, this. So we... exactly. <laughs> Who knows what this will lead to, Doug? It's something about black people in Hennessy. I just, you know, it, it, <laughs> we're very fond of it. That's Sorry. a fun combo. <laughs> well, you know, this you mentioned it's funny. This is, this is oh, okay. Right. Yeah, we gotta we gotta make sure. <laughs> no, you mentioned it's funny because we've we've talked about this a lot too. Obviously, none of us have ever been in this position, so it's easier said than done. But the person who is pursuing being a tour pro. And you're on the Latin amateur or your America, or you're, you know, maybe you make it to the corn Ferry for a couple events or you're doing other mini tours. It seems like it's a very hard dream to give up. Now you seem like you were very realistic. Maybe you raised some money. You had the money. You, you did it. It wasn't working. You said, it's not going to happen for me. No. How, how hard of a decision is it? And do you see a lot of other people out there? who are not willing to make that same decision. Oh, there's a lot of guys out there that suck and won't stop playing golf. Exactly, exactly. No, that's a fact. Like, there's a lot of trash-ass guys that need to go ahead and hang that shit up because they're losing money. Like, the right. thing about they're golf is money. it's like a portal, right? So, like, it also puts you into these conversations and that people know you have a certain degree of talent. 
you know, you might be able to work for, you know, an agency or the tour mm -hmm. itself or mm -hmm. these various okay. other entities, Golf Digest, et cetera. Right. And guys are like, nah, I don't want somebody else telling me that it's over for me. I need to be. And it's like, man, you that was a hundred thousand dollar job that you just. Yeah. You, your ego won't let you take. Uh, right. You know, I was overly realistic because I had a, I have a wife who said, uh, <laughs> the hell with this. I need, a, I need a retirement account. Well, we we behind that eight ball here. So right. you know, I, I think um, it, it's it's hard to do, but I think you also, I, I went into it like older, like, you know what I'm saying? I already had yeah. some some savings and some different things, some, some IRAs that I had kind of moved some money around, some investments. So I, I had done it in a way that I wouldn't like hurt too much if I failed, like mm. going into it. Uh, and a lot of guys, no, I mean, they're, they're living check to check. And if you don't make a check this week, then I don't know how you're supposed to pay, you know, your rent or your utilities, or in some cases, guys got kids. I don't know how you're supposed to buy that next meal for, for the little homie. So right. um, I, 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 I tell people, and this is, this is my, if there's a role that I want in golf, this is this is the inside track. I want people to send their kid to me or just come to me, right? I think I'm I, I am just as good now as I was playing, which means I pretty much still suck from a professional <laughs> standpoint. So if you come out here and play with me, let me evaluate your game. Let me say, right. dear little Susie, no, you ain't got it. Or hey, hey now, like I think I'm qualified enough to start right. my own like academy where yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like the gateway. Like, right. if you think you're good enough? Come out here and play with me for two days. If I bust that ass, <laughs> go get a job. You're that's, that's, get, go get a job. Like, that's, that's, it's that. that simple. But I'm, I'm kidding. But, you know, it, oh, it's yeah. one of those things where who who are we, though, to tell someone to mm -hmm. give up on their on their goal or their dream? Right. right? That, but but I do think there's a conversation that we don't have in our society. Personally, it's it's you can be whatever you want when you grow up. You can go out and be a doctor, lawyer, da, 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 whatever. You can be it. You can do it. But nobody talks about what happens if you try to be who you think you can be and you fail at it. Yeah. That's the conversation that never happens. Right. There's a hell of a lot more failures than there are the people that succeed in trying to get to the PJ Tour, NBA, NFL, exactly. cricket, whatever league you want to play. I've been in Bermuda, so I had to throw cricket in there. So, exactly. um, so I just think that's 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 a conversation. And the cool part about look, let me get my PGA hat on. The cool part yeah. about golf is there's so many you know different avenues and and. and places that you can actually make money in this damn game i think 84 billion dollar industry go put your name on some of that money that's how i look at it and you know i'm lucky enough to talk too much and found my way you know espn pj tour golf channel i'm doing i'm hosting some stuff for troon this week so i don't know what the hell they were thinking about but i'm coming um you're so, on commercials too i mean you're you're famous yeah, then. yeah fam ha, no not famous but I'm trying. I tell you what, I'm trying. Like, I one day if I can be like Mike Tarico, I'll be very happy. Oh well, yeah, I mean, geez. of course we would all sign up for yeah. that. That's funny. The people, Mike Tarico is like Jay Z to me. Like, yeah. I saw. Luckily, I've seen yeah. Mike a couple times, and I can call him for questions. So it's like different now. But if I saw Jay Z, it'd be like a girl back in the '60s seeing the Beatles. I'd faint. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I'd be out. Yeah. Well, yeah, you've had the chance to hang with Mike Tarico. You've also been doing this three years now for ESPN plus PGA tour live. And I mean, you know, want to hear about that in general and what you've learned, but one of the craziest stories that you've told me is how you just like got to work and then got home from work with hurricane, the recent hurricane <laughs> in Florida, people don't understand the level of dedication. Didn't you, you drove like, what was it? Hours and hours just to get to the studio. It was and very annoying. That was 
damn you, Stephen, for bringing that up. I had I had gotten over that. No. Um, <laughs> so my wife and I, we had our 10 year anniversary or 10 year, five year anniversary. So we're like, we're going to Napa. We're going to go do this wine thing out in California. I'm like, cool. But I got to be in Florida like the following week to do the, the Sanderson Farms and mm-hmm. Hurricane. I forget the name of the hurricane. Y'all probably yeah. remember. I don't. It's Hurricane Ian, somebody. Right? Yeah. The one, the last one. So yeah. I wake up in Napa, drive to San Francisco. I get on a flight from San Francisco to Atlanta. I get to Atlanta at 6 p.m. Eastern. And no flights are going to Jacksonville because we do mm-hmm. all of our stuff at P-Gate there at World Golf Village. Right. So I got to get to Jacksonville to call call the, the, the Sanderson Farms. And it's 6, 630 and no flights are going to Jacksonville. So I rented a car and drove. And that was right when the hurricane had kind of like changed its course and it went up the coast and then came back in kind of towards Jacksonville, Valdosta, Emiliano. And so I'm on I-10. I hit I-10 at like, I don't know, 10.30, Stevie, 11 o'clock. I'm on I-10. I still got an hour and a half, two hours down to um, St. Augustine. And the road just, the the car just started doing this. Oh, my God. But the cool part is, I'll say this, I got a text message, and this is one of the reasons why like, I really rock with the PGA Tour, especially PGA Tour Live and PGA Tour Entertainment, is I got a text from Greg Hopfe, who is the executive producer. He's just the top dog over mm-hmm. all of PGA Tour's kind of media. And he texts me at like 1230, like, hey, where you at? And I was like, first of all, Greg, you you old, man. Like, you're supposed to be asleep at 815 <laughs> at night. I'm kidding, Greg. Don't, don't get that. Um and but no, it was like it's just a family kind of situation down there, and I think that was also too what was why it was so important to get there, a to be on time and get a check because we all need to get paid. But mm-hmm. uh, I, it, it was one of those things I wanted to be with kind of my my broadcast family, and that that <laughs> I will never do that shit again. Let me just say that <laughs> I, I don't give a damn. Look, it it was the Sanderson Farms too, so it was like uh, yeah, yeah, they could have held. I'm kidding, but they could have held it down without me. But you right. know, if it, if it was like the Masters, then shit, I would have wrote a bicycle down there thing right, so, right. uh but you yeah, made that's, it safely. That, that's one of the many stories though that we have down there it, it's such a, it's just a lot of good people man like i i really enjoy being yeah calling the golf is dope but getting to hang out with you know all the the james nitties and the and the coach mm-hmm. uh billy cratchit is like a g down there he's like the yeah. og man he, really? he's, he's do you have so any fun cratchit stories what's he like to hang out with <laughs> let me say this one thing I noticed about Kratz is like he whispers. Like he'll be on like a podcast. He's like down here just whispering. <laughs> he's still just constant so golfing. I do I do feature holes and I'm I'm paired with Jeff Eisenband a lot. And so we're all like excited, like trying to bring the energy to the broadcast because it's like holes. Like who cares about the par three and whoever's on it? Like yeah. so we're trying to be all excited. And I lose my voice like like the second or third time I'm doing uh broadcasting. So I'm like the next day, I'm like. And I was like, Billy, you whisper on purpose. He's like, hell yeah, I whisper on purpose. <laughs> he goes, I'm not going to lose my damn voice. And he comes to me, he goes, I let them turn me up. I was like, <laughs> okay, that's a vet move. That's a G move. That so is Billy's it. out here whispering so he can get through all the broadcasts. But look, this guy does PGA Tour Live. He's doing Golf Centrals, Golf Todays. Yeah. I mean, he walks. He's he's doing everything. Yeah. And uh, He's serving his voice. It's yeah. And, and Bill, what Billy does so good too is like, he's not afraid to, uh, first of all, 
I got a head pro calling me at Victoria Club out in California. Probably thinks I still work for TrueSpec. He's probably calling me about some clubs. I do not work for TrueSpec anymore. <laughs> you got all these hats. I will not be answering about some golf clubs today. Um, <laughs> but Billy does, you know, Billy's one of those guys that kind of takes the new guys in. And that's, uh, and that's a big testament, too, of this ESPN deal with PJ Tour. Because, you know, it used to be one stream on ESPN, and now there's four mm -hmm. streams. So you go from having uh, three broadcasters to needing – 12 on on a show with, hmm. with relief analysts so right. you know you're down there with a lot of older guys some new guys uh and gals and like you know i, I called an event with hallie ledbetter get to yep. hang out with her how cool is she happy yep. belated birthday hallie nice um the 30th you know big 30 Kratzer, you got you got um lisa cromwell down there you've got uh craig perks just down there me and jeff you get ryan burr the coach uh coachman you got ESPN I, caddy Michael Collins. There's a lot of mix of yeah. personalities down there, and a lot of people that you can really learn from. Yeah, I just did a podcast today with um, John Swantek. Oh, oh my gosh, Swanee, yeah, another Swanee. legend. And, and Jeff Jeff Eisenbrand is 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 uh, my guy from up around here. I've done some shows with him. I'm surprised we haven't crossed paths. Actually, that's so funny about Kratzer. That's like that reminds me of my. Uh, I'm, these guys know I'm biggest Chris Paul fan in the world. He like stopped dunking in like his second or third year in the NBA to save his legs. And that's like Kratzer. Saving his voice. I mean, it's, it's smart. It's genius. like, turn me up. Like, yeah. you want me to sound right? Just, just yeah. turn the knob. Like, you I'm not going louder than this. Yeah. So, okay. So you told us about getting to the Sanderson Farms, which again, we admire the dedication. You're swerving it. all over the road. You were probably the only person driving towards me and, the hurricane. Me yes. and utility trucks. Right. Yeah, me and utility yeah, trucks. Yeah, weather. So, but, so tell us what's uh what's the rest of your schedule looking like this season uh with pga tour i'm done for the season or I'll, it's hard to say season you know right I mean. because yeah, it's like yeah, so yeah. for the rest of 222 i'm yeah, chilling. Yeah, sure. i'm at the crib i'm gonna try to find my golf game and get ready for some apga events myself very uh, nice but okay, i start good. back uh i got farmers farmer starts back so oh, i'm walking i'll be on on the ground at farmers very um nice. and then i'll be Remember, don't forget people out there. Farmers ends on Saturday. Get out of the way for some it was AFC championship. Oh, that day. that's right. They Something started doing on that. that. Sunday. So great move. APGA on Golf Channel on that Sunday, yes. and um, yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. But I've got it's funny you put me on the spot. I've got ten events right now, so I'll basically start Farmers. And my last one is BMW. Okay. And uh, you know, I'm not big enough yet to be on like the majors. So I'm 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 trying to, you know, Okay. So that's like the next the next step for you is to get bumped up to the majors. Yeah, well, let's start with the players. If we can start players. with players, you know, if I get to the players first and then I can, you know, try to, you know, get out there. But yeah, I tr I try to do some different stuff during broadcast. So I don't know if they're ready for me to to hype up the situation at the players just yet. <laughs> they they should be. I'm talking shit out there. I don't care. Like that's <laughs> They, you know, if any, if anyone's had the opportunity to listen to Doug on ESPN plus, I mean, he brings a different energy and I, you know, I think people our age, like that's what we want to hear. You know, it's not just your typical golf announcer voice. Um, me and so, Jeff went off on some shoes one time. Like, y'all got to check go. that out. We yeah. was like, no Matt customs is making an appearance here on PGA tour. Who cares? Let it See, that's what we know about. Um, well, Steve, Steve's being kind. He always groups me into his age. He's like 10 years younger than me. So, uh, but I'll yeah. take it. I mean, I'll take it. The old then I'm team. in the middle of y'all. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. That's awesome. Uh, but we got to talk about your recent rounds, plural, with Tony Finau. Um, you got to play with him a few times a few weeks ago. So, yeah. And we were talking just what you kind of learn from him. So 
just tell us about that. How'd you guys get to play? And yeah, what'd you pick up from Tony that, you know, you kind of learned as a, you know, aspiring tour pro yourself? Uh, failed, failed tour pro, but thank you for that. <laughs> uh, Your words. I'm not, I'm done. Um, no, so it goes back. So I used to work the range back in like 2006, 2008 at Champions Gate back at kind of the height, somewhat I consider some of Ledbetter's height. You know, back then, you know, you had Michelle Wee back on the range, mm-hmm. Tony and Gipper Finau, Bart, Bart and Brad Bryant, Ernie Els, Trevor Immelman, like all these guys that were working with, you know, all the lead heads is what I call them, mm-hmm. you know, from Sean Hogan, Ledbetter, Kevin Smeltz, et cetera. So, you know, we were the only brown people out there. Let's just be honest. So we kind of like hung out, played golf a lot back then. And, cool. you know, these were just, you know, two guys, two young guys that were were trying to, you know, play golf the highest level possible. And, mm-hmm. and so I've known Tony for, for a long time. You know what I mean? We go, we go way back and, you know, when we moved out here, he spent six months here uh, in Arizona. So mm-hmm. I just saw him at the, the, um, uh, the junior PGA, what's it called? Um, the, I can't, I don't even know what it's called. They just had it. The PGA junior junior league championship national oh, okay. that's what it was right so he's doing the the opening ceremony i went out there just to kind of be around and and you know try to find another job that's what we do when you're a freelancer you, you try to pimp the situation <laughs> and uh you know we, we bumped into each other's overseed here in scottsdale so he called me the next day he's like hey yo dougie where do you play your golf and i was like i'm america's guest brother so right. i don't have a place to play i i um i wait for the phone to ring like i said right. i just answer the phone yeah. And so I made some phone calls. We ended up getting on a course, uh, you know, again, overseed. It's a tough time of year to play. So I knew a couple of places that hadn't overseeded yet. So went out and played back to back days. And, um, you know, it's just there's there's so many things that I, that I noticed. And, and distance is, is kind of first and foremost. You, you got to hit it far. Like if you don't hit it far out there, um, you know, you're, you're doing yourself a disservice because you, you need that. I'd rather hit a, you know, 400 yard drive and have nothing from the rough than hit a 280 yard drive and have a seven iron from the fairway i just right. think that you know it's one of those things and then um you know, it, what as random as it sounds stevie I, I just think this one's interesting like you think you know you go play with your homies you're having fun you're having a good time blah 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 blah. and you know you think the pre-shot might change or you think how they get in and out of the shots might change but no that's really tony's pre-shot routine that we see weekend and week out on the pga tour he does right. it if he's playing for nothing uh hitting balls in the range he does it when he's you know hitting tee shots uh you know in 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 money matches and, and i found that interesting because i kind of never really did that I, I i put less pressure when i was just playing and practicing but, but sure. you know right. for, for tony like watching him go through his motion every shot uh you know he's getting ready for this week as well this is his first tournament of the new season so mm-hmm. um you know that was interesting yeah. and then what we all know this, but it's different when you're on the receiving end of it. Because I, I went into playing Tony Finau very cocky. I was like, Tony fucking Finau, I'm bust his ass. Like, <laughs> like, you know, I was had my shoulders loose. We got on the first tee. He's like, Dougie, what you playing for? What are we playing for? I was like, what you want to play for, man? Like, I'm over here cocky as hell for That's no a reason. Dangerous question. PJ no Tarp. reason. No reason I should have done that. Because he's top, he was ranked 14th right now, I believe. So oh, yeah. like, if he was top like hundred, I should have said that. But right. inside the top 20, that's just that's me insulting, you know, who he is as a person. And uh, so he's like, we'll play 20, 20, 20. Well, solid. I think I, I think I have the hole or two. <laughs> <laughs> Got my ass kicked. And I paid twice. And then the next day we played again and, uh, you know, more of the same. But, you know, I just you don't know how good they are until you are with them. I, I'll, I'll right. say that because there's there's been times where even Stevie's like, 
and I can hit that shot. 12, 12 hole at, uh, you know, Mirfield, back right hole location on the par three, over the water, over the bunker, bunker long. I got that little cut shot. Stevie says that. Right. Until you play with him and you realize mm -hmm. that you don't. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And what a compliment, though, uh, that Tony even called me. So I, I appreciate that. You know, okay. I, I'm his good luck charm. You know, the two events that I had on the ground last year, I had the 3M and then I went to Detroit back to back weeks. And I had him oh. in my featured groups both weeks. So after uh, after Detroit, he was like, hey, you coming to Memphis? <laughs> you coming to Memphis? And I was like, nah. And we all know he did not win Yeah, again. He's but, gotta, uh, yeah, he's got to fly you out to these places. I Jeez. know, man. I told you. But it's funny. I'm telling y'all it's exclusive. He actually texted me when I was in Bermuda. He was like, hey, about to play one more round. You trying to come out here. He's trying to get all the, all the Dougie Fresh oh, uh, mojo on him, getting ready for <laughs> <laughs> you're a popular guy man jeez no nah, just just in certain just just in the melanated circles that's where i, <laughs> I succeed <laughs> so good nah, but but hey, I'll, I'll say this be on be on the lookout for another big year for tony fina i i think he's gonna probably he'll have another multi-win season and, and victor hovland i don't know if he's gonna be ready to defend with tony in that field tony's playing i've seen it up close and personal he's playing lights out like, yeah. he's like playing it. some good golf and, We're uh, a couple uh gambling guys who might take that tip and run with you. Might take that. I'm not gonna give you too much inside information, but uh, well, you know, it's funny you say that about his his uh pre-shot routine and everything, because it seems like every couple months we hear about Tony Finau shooting a 58 somewhere or yeah. 60 he shot a 60 at like an 8100 yard course recently. Like he does. seems to go around and like just tear up these courses when you would think he would just be screwing around, but he's not screwing around. He's, no, he's taking not. it seriously, probably no, he's he's trying he's to break court records. You know, it's funny is, you know, you all know his personality. We've all seen it. Yeah. He's a very, very humble guy, kind of understated for, for who he is and what he can do. And, and that's the thing. He has this like pat, like just fire when he plays and it's all internal. So he looks like he's chilling on the inside, but i tell you what, I mean, he was trying to bust my ass. Yeah, when he played. I like I was trying to beat him. Don't get me wrong. Like it was a tough right. task. Cause he was like, Doug, I'll give you two aside. I was like, man, give me one aside, man. I'll, I'll play you straight up. Wow. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. I, I don't know. <laughs> look, look, day That's one, I said you were playing him like that. Jeez. Day Good one, I you. said, uh, let me get one aside. We'll we'll go square. Hey, I played all right though. I shot five. He just shot ten. So, wow. Okay. Hey, five hundred for me is is career. Hey, you said hey. you're a seventy guy. So I'm, That's what I'm saying I careered it. Yeah, I careered and got blasted. So I'm good with that. Like I would uh, look. Here's the money. Next day he was like, "Doug, what are we playing for?" I go, "Same bet, but I need two aside. I'm gonna need four this day." Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. handicapped, and he's and, and then I still had to had to pay him. So, um, but the new equipment though, I'm not gonna share. You know, we all know what he plays, who he is. They didn't pay me to advertise. Driver's good, really. Driver's good. Okay. Okay. I'll say, I've seen it up close yeah. and personal. That thing is good. That can be big. This week in Mayakoba, you gotta drive it really well there. Yeah. So um, when they start paying me, I'll mention who it is. But no, as of now, nobody's <laughs> giving me any money. Smart but, man. Uh, new driver has got pretty pretty damn solid. Well, Dougie, before we let you go, I think you also have a story about how you tripped Jim Furyk back in the day. Man, uh, that's that's a, that's a that's a tough that's a tough story. Like like I don't know. I think I was what sixteen. This was what PJ Championship was a Valhalla. What two thousand? 2001 yep. 2000 so this was before we really had like technology that that worked and shot link was in our fucking phones so uh back then you had to there were these kids these volunteer kids that <clears throat> were scorecard runners so you have to go up to the player get the scorecard 
run it to the media center, get it copied, and then take it back to the player halfway up 10 fairway. That's just that I don't like looking at it now, it's like, why was that ever even a job? That's the that's dumbest crazy that's the dumbest role that ever could. And if you've yeah. ever been to Valhalla, you have to where the media center was, you have to run through the parking lot back to anyway, you have to run through the parking lot yeah. and then back up 10. <clears throat> so I was I was on the wrong side of Furyk. So I'm I have to go right and I'm on his left side. And so I'm like, Mr. Furyk, I have your scorecard, blah, blah. He writes the score down from nine, totals it out, hands me the scorecard. He takes a half a step. I try to wait back for him so he could pass me to get behind him. You know, mm-hmm. I waited and then my ankle caught his foot. So we did this like lock thing where oh. he had to take a like a knee and he was like, damn kid. I was like, my bad, Mr. Furyk. I was halfway at the media center. I was like, the hell with that. I could have really messed him up because I want to say at the time he was, you know, inside the top five. This was a Saturday oh, yeah. round. And I want to say he wow. was the second to last group because I get, I run his card back and then I come back to nine and now Tiger's coming up. And I got to run Tiger's scorecard. I'm like mm-hmm. hype as hell, right? It's Tiger yeah, right. in Kentucky, my home state. Right. The Tiger's coming up. Mr. Woods can have your scorecard. He hands me a scorecard. He goes, what are you going to do with it? I was like, I'm going to go. What's kind of like, what kind of question is that? You do this every week. I got to go get, take, make a copy, yeah. pass it out to the people in the uh, media center, and I got to run it back to you. He's like, all right, all right. So, <laughs> hands, hands it to me. And he walks. I'm not, I am not on his left this time. But I made the cardinal mistake of actually tapping him on his shoulder. True story. So Tiger's walking by. I take his card, and I was like, good luck, Mr. Woods. Pat, pat. And that was like right. the highlight of my day. And Tiger flashed around at me and he gave me like this look like why the hell do you think you can touch me during a freaking term who the hell do you think you are you little pipsqueak so like i've i've um i i sincerely regret that mr woods and I, yeah. i'm sorry that i um i tapped you on the shoulder what a day. you almost you you, you injured almost, Jim Furyk potentially yep. and you ticked off tiger in the span of like 20 minutes probably or something. I mean, yeah, that's, something like that. You know, that's if, incredible. If the, if the pace of play was the right way, I think. Oh, right. Well, yeah, true. Yeah. true. <laughs> that's but, amazing. Oh, yeah, but but they wow. still should have had us a cart to shuttle us down to. 10 uh, I'm yeah. just saying, part um, five, I got to get down there after the second shot. Yeah. I'm glad we don't do that anymore. But like, that. yeah. yeah. And, that's you know, good thing. I you think didn't... I might be the reason why that happened. You know, <laughs> like, stopped it. Kid I just took out Furyk. He's tired. Like, get no. Make these phones work. Where's Shotlink? <laughs> well, where's so my check for that? That's my question. Shotlink was created because Doug's experience in Valhalla. There you go. That's, that's, that's quite possible, possible, Stevie. That there is quite possible. And I'm waiting on those residuals. So Shotlink, <laughs> you gave me a free login. So I guess that's my uh, there you go. My, <laughs> my repayment. Well, Doug, thanks so much for joining us, man. We you know we could keep on going, but you know you got a busy day. Uh, Everyone check out the Beyond the Fairway podcast with him and Will Lowry. They have great guests. We we have some good guests, but they have, you know, some I'll of the best athletes. Here, no, that's crazy, Stevie. I appreciate it, man. No, um, we're on a break right now. Just so you know, we're on a season break. So hopefully, you know, me being here will remind Golf Channel to kind of re-up us for season three. So there you go. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad I'm here. We we got we got to have some negotiations, Steve. Let's do it. Yeah, they better be listening because they better lock Doug. Well, they've in. got right. amazing guests on tap in case that's that true. Come back. You know what? And if not, I'm coming over here with y'all weekly. I'll be over here. There I'll we go. Do, I'll do, do guest spots. Yeah, weekly, weekly segment. Pull, pull Let's do up. it. Oh yeah. Get Jeff in the mix.
I'm telling you, yeah. me and Jeff, me and Jeff working on some stuff. We're gonna probably surprise a lot of people in 2023. I'm not surprised to hear that Jeff's yeah. working on things. The guy is a he's a go getter, man. Yeah, man. So uh, awesome. I appreciate y'all having me, man. And um, hold on, I can't leave without hearing what the picks are for this week. I mean, come on, like what? Oh, are, what are we talking but about now? You. Steve, that's spot now. I haven't even I, I'm saying we can't come on here and not talk about like what's gonna happen. Well, you already, 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 I've already yeah. shared mine. Well, you Tony Fino. Well, I all right. he's I'm, gonna overtake on the Tony Fino train. Tony's not gonna Tony. Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> For the people out there, this is how you know they have not done their research. <laughs> we have not, hey, it is Monday. I will say it's only Monday. We have definitely not done our research. Uh these guys are think. traveling soon. Yeah, no, no research for me. I think Taylor uh, Montgomery is a good pick, though. He drives the shit out of the ball. And there you go. His putter's been hot, so okay. it'd probably be like fifty to one or so. I, don't I know. just you just have to look at Bermuda guys. Guys that play on a lot of Bermuda. True. Like it's it's grainier there than it is where we just were last week. So, gotcha. Uh, any any Florida guys, South Carolina guys, those are who I look to win in, in my okay. Nova. But the Norwegian back to back. So I'm just saying that's yeah. true. Yeah, They're Bermuda in Nor- Norway. Ah. No idea. I don't right. know. He's, it's yeah. awfully cold there. Maybe, maybe there's some Bermuda. Man, he lives in Stillwater, so he doesn't play over there. Right, well, that's right, true. Right. He's yeah. used to the Bermuda. So, All right, boys. Well, I appreciate y'all having me on here. Yeah. And uh, thanks, Dougie. Anybody out there want to follow along? What I got cracking at the Douglas Fresh? Holla at me. Yes. Go. And we got to figure out golf uh, Sunday yeah. when, when we're going to hang out in Scottsdale. So, hey, like I started off, I'll be waiting for my phone to ring. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks again to Doug Smith for joining us. Uh, All right, time for something new here. We have our Victory Cigar Moment sponsored by Kuvana. And if you listened last week, I was moaning and groaning about how we never hit on a bet together as a group. We're like one in 30, I said. Well, we did it. We hit spontaneous. It was Saturday night. One of you guys, I think it was CP was like, what what's a good bet other than pit UNC over? That's a lock or something. And I so I, of course I'm Mr. FOMO here. I jump on it. I think Stevie's on it too. I went to bed. <laughs> I, didn't even see it. I knew it was like an eight o'clock game. Chance. I checked, I checked the score the next day. Amazing. And we hit the over by half a point. Half a point. But but there was no score. But it felt like never, never in doubt type. Yeah, because there was no scoring in the last that. like eight or nine minutes. Yeah. But but still, when I saw the score, I laughed so hard because <laughs> we broke the curse by a half freaking point. And earlier in the day, I hit the luckiest over on that Wake. Awake. Louisville debacle. That was eight turnovers in a row by Wake. First team in fifteen years with eight turnovers and a half. <laughs> and the last one came at the goal line interception. And this idiot on Louisville, it looks like he's about to take a knee, run out of bounds. Then he starts running around. Then he's in the end zone. He's running around. Then he comes out to like the 10-yard line, gets popped, fumble, wakes <laughs> back. There's a minute left. So the game was over. And Wake scores a garbage touchdown. Unbelievable to hit the over. So I, I had a great night hitting two overs that were ridiculous. But anyway, congrats, guys. We we did it. We're that was big. Platform. That I'll was a good you. way to end the night. I was yeah. watching on my phone at an adult Halloween party in the corner, literally like a total <laughs> loser. What would you? Because they had like the that stupid Instagram fight on, or like the pre-show, Jake Paul and and uh, oh, 
And I was like, man, we can't get we can't get a little pit UNC on this TV. And the, and the host wasn't really having it. So I well, it was ACC it Network. Phone. Not everyone has ACC. Network. Yeah, <clears throat> I do. I watch a little of it. But what were you dressed as? Did you have a costume? I just threw a caddy bib on. Very nice. I saw a family with cat with Augusta caddy uh, suits. Great job. by mm, them. Uh, dad, mom and a kid. Well done. Uh, well done. Them. I don't know who they are. They must live near me. But. Yeah, Saturday was all time. I mean, I had Penn State, which they were winning 21 to 16 with eight minutes left. That's yeah. a joke. Then it was 44 what was to the line? What was the line? 15 or something? 15 and a half. Unreal. Unreal. Backdoored it. Yeah, they credit to them. They didn't uh they didn't cower and uh sit on the ball. And I had and the then under, I had the West Virginia so game was in a parlay that ultimately did not hit. But that over, I had the over in that. It hit by a point because TCU had a free play and threw a tu- threw a touchdown on fourth and one. Oh my god! That was that's the worst. You guys both. That's it all. The under on that is the, and and West whoever had West Virginia all, plus I think Steve had West Virginia. <laughs> I mean that's all time. That was I've the been, worst thing I've ever I've seen. seen. Obviously, teams go for it on fourth to avoid kicking the field goal. You don't want to get a block kick. That's the only thing you're worried about. That being said, I've never seen a team take a deep shot there. No, that never. that's a first, one hundred percent. And it was still a jump ball. It wasn't even like any color, oh, like the two. He like right. fought was, his way to get into the end zone. Right. So if he gets tackled there, they run out the clock. Game. It wasn't even though like they, Steve remembers they did it, and everyone As, everyone just fell for it. This and is the victory cigar open. segment. We don't have to talk oh, yeah, about right, our losses. Right. All right. Anyway, <laughs> all time now. Anyway, UNC Pitt over. We're off the schneid. We've yes. got the positive vibes going. That is our Victory Cigar Moment, sponsored by Kuvana. Steve, tell us a little more about Kuvana. Very good. Well, yeah, Kuvana is the original electronic cigar. Obviously, so many golfers love smoking cigars on the golf course. Uh, our guy, Greg Snedeker, last week, big cigar oh, yeah. guy, always smokes one per round. Uh, so he would love Kuvana. It's totally ash-free, no smoke, no odor. Um, I know one of the things I'm always stressed about when I smoke a cigar on the golf course is where I'm going to put the cigar down when it's time mm. to put it's pretty much any, anywhere you're going to do it. The ash is going to get on the grass in some way. And, you know, I'm I'm a big superintendent guy. So I was thinking, yeah, of, those people are the worst. Yeah. Superintendents. No, <laughs> like people who <laughs> put their cigars on the green. Oh, Correct. I'm with you, man. Correct. No, you're a good guy and you appreciate Exactly. Of course. Yeah. So basically, Kuvana is the alternative to that. And they just sent Christopher and I some over the weekend. And uh, they come in the signature Cuban flavor, which is great. They're fully charged up. There's a high quality battery in there, uh, smart chip technology, and very affordable, nicotine free. Comes in five packs, 10 packs, 20 packs. So, you know, if you're going to a bachelor party or something, you get a nice 20 pack for the group. Great way to surprise everyone on your trip and you know perfect for the golf course like i said hassle free so head to kuvana e-cigar.com to find out more again that's kuvana which is c-u-v-a-n-a e-cigar.com for more information Boom. i think the coolest part is that it looks like a cigar yeah, i totally. i was expecting like a vape pen looking thing but cigar flavor and all that um and i was like oh that kind of defeats the perp but it looks like a cigar hits yeah. like a cigar all that so it's it's pretty dope yeah big fan there we go all right um 
let's jump into our NFL picks. CP, give us a rundown. How'd we do last week? Steve went three and zero. Oh, cannot Good Lord, Steve, cannot you gain on him. Victory and zero. Come on, Kuvana. Patriots. Patriots were. I mean, although I heard what happened, I saw what happened. Jets totally that let that one get away Oof, unfortunate yes. hate to see it for uh the gangrene fans out there or, uh poor greg our producer or greg our producer game, was there broke mm. up a fight people have to go to the loop uh and check out yeah, his read stuff. about yeah. read about all that Very yep. funny. definitely sorry greg sorry greg uh carolina which oh. cut they covered correct they lost by a field goal Dude, so plus that was, that was lucky the craziest shit. They, that was the craziest thing ever. They were down by six uh, with 12 seconds left, and Walker chucks up a 76-yard bomb to DJ Moore. Catches it. DJ Moore chucks his helmet, so then it's like a 50-yard extra point misses. And Crazy. Anyway, so lucky to get it to overtime, and then lucky that it was just a field goal in overtime. So unbelievable well, they, bricked, they bricked one for the win in overtime too yep. so. yeah. by the way love the yeah i know um crazy the the that play like no teams never do that they try and get like five 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 yeah mm-hmm. and then when they know they're gonna throw hail mary the defense is in yeah. prevent right i kind of love that idea by carolina why don't Could we just be. chuck it here and 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 see what happens and yeah um so that was different and then steve hit on miami which the lions i mean um just brutal. Another brutal Detroit Lion loss. That was a crossfire. So I OC a first round leader bet on that one. Um, tough scene in Detroit. Love my Lions and and uh, yeah, they just they just find ways to lose games and have basically my entire life wa- watching them play football. So oh, yeah. um, tough. I, I don't remember when when they were good if they ever were good. They had when I was in like Barry Sanders school. With Barry Sanders and uh, Scott Mitchell, I think was the quarterback. He was a left. They were good. And they had a big wide receiver, Herman Moore. They were a good team. They made the playoffs. I think they lost though right away. I don't think Barry Sanders ever won a playoff game. Which That's right. Yeah. But they, uh, or maybe they won one game. I don't know. But like, they were good for like a year, basically is my point. And then they were good for one year with Stafford, I think. They made the play. They got, they got jobbed against Dallas. I'll never forget it because I had the Lions money line. It was a pass interference call. And they did get it back and lost in Seattle badly, I think, to Russ. Okay. Yeah. I think they made it twice and, and got bounced. Um, yeah. So 3-0 for Steve. I went 2-1 and one, um, wow. for once. Patriots hit uh, the Packers, which another one um, – I hit Packers. Unbelievable. The the Bills were about to go up by 24 points, and Josh Allen threw, like, for no reason, threw a really bad pick. Um, so that was a nice little backdoor cover. I was and wondering I had the what happened. Those. I went to bed, and I thought that was a done deal, and then I saw they lost by 10. And I was like, wow, okay. Yeah, pr- pretty wild. Myers, that was your only hit. Oh, God. You are on the Giants, who – I mean, we kind of saw that one coming, but also like they yeah. had a chance. Bad, just just bad job by by Richie James. Um, and Daniel job, Jones. don't don't fumble I mean, the ball on on the. I mean, I, again, how was Daniel Jones? How was it a bad job by him? I mean, he had like thirty yards passing in the. I mean, the he had he they they had him throw the ball eight times in the first half. <laughs> like, what do you like? I don't get what he was, you want to do. Like, like six eight or eight, 16. 39 yards. Well, 
open up the offense a little then let the guy cook a little i mean in the let second half when they needed the, every time it's third and long he's throwing these lasers at guys i, I don't get why they don't I, it, it drives me nuts well i, yeah, I agree seattle's d stepped up i mean Seattle's he was good they kept yeah, saying on it. I mean, the Giants were lucky they were even in the game because yeah. of that Malakit fumble gave them a touchdown, basically. But I, I know James gave them two fumbles too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was a hideous, hideous game. Um, and, and wait, I, actually, I I might be wrong on this. I think you might be too, might have gone two and one, Meyer. You we were at Washington. They they covered right? Didn't they win? No, they didn't cover. I think they were. What favored. happened? Weren't they favored by three? I have them plus three here. Really oh. good no keeping. Oh, then they then they covered. Yeah, they won the game, right? Well, they won the game. I for yeah. some reason I thought they were favored by three. Oh, they were maybe the Lions swung. Hold on. I place. could tell you. They I mean, we we make these getting picks three. on Monday. They were getting. They were three. getting three. Yeah. Oh, that was probably before. I thought that was Ellinger was announced. Although I don't know, dude. I might have hit a parlay then. <laughs> I might have to check this now. All right, so you went two and one. Bad job by me. I did. uh, I I did Packers, that, and uh, something else. Ooh, I got to check this. All right, who? who, I'll I'll go. Let me go last on these picks. Yeah. What's the order? Do I have to go first? No, I'll go first. Okay. I'm in last. Steve is seventeen and seven. Damn, Steve. Uh, Myers is 12 and 12, 500. I'm 10 and 14 after a pretty rough start. So gain okay. some ground trying. I'm going to go with, uh, the jets plus 13. I think it's a lot of points. I know the bills are, uh, a bit of a wagon here. Um, but everything tells you the jets are, are, you know, going to implode here. Everyone's jumping off the Zach Wilson train. Another, another, uh, thing you hate to see the jets, those jets fans love to run a QB out of town. They do it with the best of them. So, um, really, really hate to see that happen there. Um, but yeah, I, I think it'll be a kitchen sink type deal. Um, I think it's before the buy for the jets mm. again, a lot of points. Um, everyone's, everything's telling you to bet the bills. They'll, they'll blow them out. So I'll, I'll, I'll roll with the jets there. I'm walking directly into a trap with the Arizona Cardinals are minus one and a half <laughs> at home against the, the surging Seattle Seahawks surging. and Geno Smith. Um, Man, that's one of those lines there. Yeah, that's one of those lines where the sharps will be on Seattle because that is the right pick. But um little revenge, you know, Arizona already lost to Seattle. I think they are a different team with Hopkins. They played a good game against Minnesota. I think Minnesota is just that good. I bet them to win the NFC, so obviously I believe mm-hmm. that preseason um the Cardinals play in tight games. It is a home game, so Hopefully we get uh, – I hear the new Call of Duty drop, so I'll make that easy joke. Hopefully Kyler sticks to the uh, sticks to the playbook this week. And then stink, the stinkiest one, I'm going to roll with the Chicago Bears plus four and a half at home, kind of mm. like the Jets bet. Everything is going to be telling you to bet the Dolphins, yep. high-powered offense. Um, Bears are trading the entire team away. They stink. They, I mean, one of the worst defensive performances in the history of the NFL on Sunday in Dallas – um, so that's kind of when you got to buck the trend there and, and roll with the, the stinky team there. So Bears, Cardinals, Jets for me. I'm, first of all, I won the parlay. Hey. <laughs> Vikings minus four. And I, I bet that individual, that was my only individual bet. Packers, 10 and a half. And Commanders, plus three. It was wow. it was 10 bucks to, pay, to win 68. Let's go. Boom. 
So a little, little cheap parlay for me, but I'll take it. That's a big that's <laughs> another a big victory cigar for Alex. Another Mike. victory cigar. Light it up. So wow, I hit a parlay. Amazing. Um I, first off, I, I'm jumping right on the Bears with you as well. That that's just like I saw that Wake was only favored by three against the yep. and I said that does not make sense. <laughs> and you just when that happens, you've got to go the other way. Yep. So I'm it's screaming to take the to take the Dolphins, but I'm going to take the Bears. Same thing with Vikings Commanders. I agree with you. The Vikings are very good, um, but I'm going to take com- Commanders, who just helped me win the parlay. Although the Vikings did too. I'm going to take Commanders plus three and a half at home. So that's two home dogs. And then lastly, let's see. Um, I had there was something else that was jumping out at me. Ah, man, mm, mm. it's a tough week. Always is. It is a tough week. You know, you know what? I, I, it's very tough. I'm going to take – no, they got Willis starting, right? I was going to say Titans. That's so many points. I'll take I, – I got – they helped me in the beginning of the year. They've been killing me the last few weeks. I'm going to keep riding the Texans. I know the Eagles are the the top team, and uh, maybe other than the Bills right now, but I, I got to take the Texans at home getting 13. So those 13. are my three. Three home dogs. Three home dogs. Wow. Myers, we almost had two crossfires there. If you went uh, with the Texans, I'm on the Chiefs. I know it's a lot of points, but Malik Willis, they only managed 17 points last week with Derrick Henry running for 200 Mm. yards. I mean, and Houston's defense is awful. So I just think it's going to be tough for them to keep up with the the Chiefs. So Chiefs win by two. Titans. Titans. Yeah, you, yeah, you said Titans, Oilers. Texans, but Titans. Yeah. Yeah. Age. Oh, okay. You said Texans, but you mean Titans. I Warren Moon <laughs> making a comeback. Man, that Larry logo Brown. is so good. I missed that logo. Yes, Chiefs, 12 and a half. 12 uh, and a half. There you uh, go. Seattle, I'm also cross-firing with uh, Christopher. I was right. laughing as he was saying that because <laughs> – Another crossfire. I'm giving you guys a chance. I'm someone who, you know, you I'll, run, I'll run four corners. I love to kind of sit on the lead when I have a lead in anything. I'm a big hedger. People who listen to this podcast know that. But I'm giving you guys a chance. I'm opening it up. Um, All right. Yeah, I think Seattle could run on Arizona. Um, so minus one and a half Seattle. And then the other one is Minnesota minus three and a half. So we almost had two crossfires, Myers, if you went commanders. But um, yeah, I you know, Minnesota's tough to figure out. They seem like they play well against the bad teams and then they just kind of clam up against the good teams. So Commanders, not a good team. I think they win by more than a field goal. There okay, so we got a crossfire. We got two crossfires. Two crossfires. All right. Very good. Yeah. And last week we were a combined seven and two on this podcast. That's, That's really strong. Good. Good. Yeah. Wow. Look at Man, us. I don't know why I thought the commanders were favored in that game. That's <laughs> wow. Okay. They gave an ad, gave respect to Ellinger. I guess he played okay too, but yeah. Um, the line was... went the other way. The line opened at like them getting five, and then yeah, obviously when Ellinger was announced, it went down to three. But okay, but... so they were they were originally getting even more. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right, Mykoba, any any picks? Obviously, we talked with oh, Doug sh- about uh, Tony Finau. Uh, <laughs> I might just splash it just because of Doug, out of respect to him and. Him, him, respect to him playing Tony Finau and only giving him a stroke aside. Pretty insane. 
That's insane. Shooting five <laughs> under and getting dusted by five shots. Shooting five under and getting smoked Jeez. by going straight out. That is insane. So shout out to Doug. That's amazing. So I'll probably just throw something on Tony P now. Any any thoughts from you guys? Um, yeah, I'm with you there. You know, the vibes, got to keep the vibes good. Got to keep so the vibes going, yeah. It would be nice to have a victory cigar moment with uh, Fina next week. So we'll ride with that. Um, you know, I would love to bet Aaron Wise, but I would not love to bet him under 20 to 1. So probably going to yeah. miss out. It's a weird field because you got the yeah. two or three or three, I guess, like big guns in there. Yeah. But then it drops off. So you still have, you know, like Steve, you'd mentioned Taylor Montgomery. Yeah. At like 50 to one, he's like 28 to one because there's yeah, like nobody right. in that next level playing. So like even Tony Finau is like 14 to one. It's, it's, it's tough. tough, but yeah. we've seen this like run of favorites. I mean, it's it's True. crazy what we like something like eight, 11 of the last 28 winners have been sub 20, like this yeah. run, this run that's just continued. So yeah, I'll probably miss out, but Tony Finau, let's ride. There we go. We're uh, definitely right. country. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I said that about 300 times yesterday and Eric is going to kill me. Um, I'm going to go Hoagie, I think, 30 to 1. That was the first name that jumped off the page to me. Okay. Um, Looks like our boy has finished top 13 in like five straight starts. The Irons are are cooking. Good Lord. I was on him in Vegas. He was very live. Obviously, that's thirty to one. I think that's that good, that good fun uh, tier where you can actually make a little coin. Almost I, did on Patrick Rogers last week. Thirty. Oh my one. God! Imagine very close. Had a strong too. Sunday. I mean, I I didn't even check again. It looked like he was five back, and then I guess Seamus came all the way back they to all nineteen. Came back. So. Yeah, because Dietrich, I had Dietrich too, and he ended up yep. losing by one, and he was never really like you had Dietrich. Yeah, Dude, yeah, that would have been another balling. favorite. Another he's favorite, four, he's 40 cap. to one this week. I mean, oh, he can't overlook mm-hmm. his hot start this year. I mean, he is really that's a good call. Playing. So 40 and Seamus, Seamus Powers at 50 to one coming off the win. Yeah, he ain't gonna as a winner. As a winner. Yeah. All right. I mean, we said the same thing about Tony Fino this summer, probably. So yep. yeah. But yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird, weird field. Um, it's kind of like the normal field, except you have Scotty Scheffler and Tony Fiena throwing. Because yeah. mm-hmm. Havlin's obviously won it twice. So he's he's been playing. That's why he's playing. But and then yeah, yeah interesting. Um, all right. Well, I think that's it. Uh good, good stuff. Good stuff from uh everybody, including Doug Smith, our new our boy. Well, not our new boy, Steve. He's Stevie's boy from a long time ago. Okay. Uh anyway, thanks to him for joining us. Thanks again to our friends at Kuvana. Uh, and thanks as always to our producer, Greg Gottfried. Please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Check back next week to see if we have our blue check marks. Well, two of us. See ya. All right. All have right. a good trip, guys. Thanks. Can't wait. Time yeah. to pack. <laughs> <laughs>